and welcome to a new episode of the Growing Woman Podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and I am so freaking thrilled to have you back for another episode of the show. This week, we are interviewing a powerhouse woman, Darlene Bellarmino. Darlene is the founder of Rise Training and the Girl Up app, and her journey Finding fitness is absolutely incredible. She gets super open and personal during this episode, and she is located in New Jersey, but you can take her classes anywhere, which is wonderful. So if you want to be in touch with Darlene, you can find her on risefitnesstraining.com. And the thing I love about Darlene's story is that she had never stepped foot in a gym and she was going through a really hard time and her friends bought her a gym membership and they said hey you just gotta go take time for yourself and now she teaches people how to do the same thing which is absolutely incredible and she's targeted an app towards women to target specific areas of their body to get into shape affordably and I just love her mindset I love her approach she is a lovely human and I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story and how she's literally completely changed her life by just taking one small step. Enjoy this episode with Darlene. Cannot thank you enough for being here and as always your story matters, your voice matters, and you matter. Let's jump into it. Hi, Darlene. Thank you so, so much for being here on the Growing Woman podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here um, and so thrilled to talk about your journey and who you are and how you got to be um, where you are in life. Um, So for people who do not know you and uh, for our listeners, um, who are you? And um, can you talk about your company? And then we'll kind of get into your background and how things form. So who are you, Darlene? Sure. Well, thank you first for having me on today. I'm very excited. I am Darlene Bellarmino, and I am the creator of Rise Training and Girl Up. Girl Up is an app. Um, I've been doing fitness for, let's see, I started in 2008. So I started as somebody who just walked into the gym just to try it because my friends told me to try it because I was staying at home with my kids and I needed an outlet. Um, And it just built from there. Within a year, I fell in love with it and started teaching. And from there, I just kept going. So um, that's kind of where my story started in terms of fitness. But it's more about what fitness did for me that, you know, hopefully we, we will get into. Yeah, let's get into it. So you said your friends encouraged you to go work out. How did that come about? Um, I know fitness can be really challenging. It's something that I am, you know, very, it's always been like a pain point for me trying to work out regularly and um, dive into something that might be a bit fearful um, for people to do. So what happened there with your friends? So um, I'll back up a little bit just to give you a brief history prior to that time. Um, So even high school, college, I did not work out. I wasn't in sports. I actually never found time for it. So um, I started working in corporate life and I just thought it was a waste of time. There was no way I was going to work out at the end of the day of a working day. And so, you know, I had friends that were big into workout and I had my second child and decided I'm going to stay home for a little while. And so, you know, when I did that, I realized how much I identified with my work and making money. And, you know, it was a huge shock to me. And so not that I really realized it, but my friends came to me and they said, you know what, you're in a rut and we need to get you out. So we got you a 30 day free membership to our gym and you're going. And of course I did the whole eye roll and I'm thinking, seriously, this is what I'm going to do. I don't want to work out. 
So I did start going and I started going to classes with my friends. And I mean, the, the outlet it gave me was incredible. Like I had an hour where the kids were in a childcare. I now had an hour to me where I'm starting to feel better about me physically, but then what more importantly for me, what came of it is that I had mental and emotional clarity. Like I just, there were so many things I didn't realize I was dealing with, you know, in my head. And so this just gave me such an outlet and it just, it just helped me incredibly. So there, you know, I just, I fell in love with it and it wasn't necessarily because of the physical aspect. It was really more for me that emotional and mental clarity. Like I just, it was incredible. It was kind of like a high, you know, so it just kept me going. And so that's what it did for me. And that's what kept me going. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what you were doing before, you know, this uh, rut and like how you got this mental clarity and, and kind of how this came about. Cause I really want to jump into um, the classes you took and um, the things you realized you were tackling, but I would love to you know, talk about what your life was before you had this moment and before your friends came to you. Um, You said you were working in corporate and your friends realized you were in a rut. You had just had a baby. So you obviously had a lot of things going on. So what was going on in your life? I did. So um, toward the end of my college, um, I went to Penn State and toward the end of that, I started like I don't know, having like, I was sad or, or I cry for no reason and I couldn't identify it. Now, I was going for a psychology degree. So you would think I would understand what I was going through, but I didn't. And what I came to realize once I graduated was that I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I was depressed. And I just, I didn't know how to wrap my head around it. Like, I didn't know what was happening, you know? So I went through that through my 20s and so I I made some poor decisions I made decisions that probably weren't the best which including my first marriage it just you know we weren't eventually I realized we just weren't for each other you know but I was where I was in life at that time and so you know you make decisions based on where you're at and so I went through my 20s just I don't know I could not see any light at the end of the tunnel I just thought life just was horrible like I was completely depressed. I didn't see myself ever coming out of it because when you're in that state, you just, you don't, you can't see any great ending to it, you know, but um, eventually I had kids, which I was scared to death to do. I'm like, oh boy, which one, and most importantly, I was, I was worried that they would be depressed. Like I felt like, oh no, I'm going to do this to my kids. And so I had my kids and, you know, I was still making money. I was still working corporate. I was in human resources and, um, I don't know. I just decided I had to stay home with them. But in that process, I was just, I mean, I'm still depressed, but now I'm home and I have no outlet. I have no adults around right. me. You have no time for yourself. Right. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that I did have that. You know, when you're in it, you just don't realize. So, um, so when I started going to the gym, the group fitness classes, I mean, I started out light for me, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing. So, um, basic aerobic type classes, maybe a little bit of strength, a little bit of cardio. But it wasn't until probably four months in, I would watch this class before my class. I would stand at the door and watch it. And it was um, a bag boxing class. People had gloves on, they're punching a bag. It was aggressive. And I'm like, wow, that's so awesome. But I really am afraid to do it. I don't think I can do it. I'll look like an idiot. I won't, you know. So I watched it for months. And during one of those classes, the instructor came out and she was a little intimidating. And she came out, she's like, so when are you going to start taking this class? Oh, and good for so, her. <laughs> right? And that's what got me to do it. And I started taking it. And wow, like the difference, like punching a bag. Who knew? Like that would feel so good, right? And yeah. I started letting out my emotion there. And um, I don't know. From there, I just, like to this day, I still teach boxing. I love boxing because it just like changed my world. Like how I, yeah. how I stuff. This you know? is so interesting because I um, – I feel like this probably resonates with a lot of people. Right. Um, and there are probably people who, you know, like you said, your friends were working out regularly. They're creating habits of self-care. Um, right. And it sounds like you had not identified that for yourself. Um, habits of self-care or even um, 
looking at your emotional state and identifying what you might need um, in those moments. Uh, And so it's great that number one, you had friends that could recognize that in you and could do something to try and help and actually like didn't just say, how are you? What do you need? Like said, here's something that we did for you. And you kind of were held accountable to them in some way to go do that thing. Um, But also it seems like you then when you started to do this thing, encountered someone in this new chapter, you know, we, it's scary to go into a gym or do something new um, when you've never done it before. And there's always that judgment of what will people think Right, me as I'm doing this because I don't know what I'm doing and this is a huge challenge. But it's great that you had an ally, um, maybe an aggressive ally, but somebody who was watching you. Like obviously you didn't think that that person had been noticing you and you didn't think that they were thinking of you until they were and until they showed up in front of your face and said, when are you going to do this? Right. So I think that's really cool that you have these allies in your life. Um, and it seems like that has shaped you into becoming an ally for other people. It, would you say that's kind of what happened? How did that transformation of you just yeah. going into boxing classes switch to, I want to do this for other people? Right. Absolutely. That was, um, it was huge for me. Um, you know, it, it actually, like, one of my biggest stressors at that time was I knew I wasn't happy in my marriage. And so, but I was scared. I was scared to make that first move in a divorce. Like I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. And I certainly didn't want to go up against my husband because he would have been a tough person to go against, you know? And so, I mean, it was years that I thought about divorce and I just stayed in this unhappy relationship. Wow. Um, so yes, this person coming to me and making me do this, like while I'm now, while I'm boxing, I'm now taking other classes, but what started happening, I'm leaving there and I feel good about myself. And I had to really live in the moment and recognize it because I probably would have just gone on with life thinking, okay, well, okay, I feel good. This is great. But what I really did was stop and think, okay, well, what is this really doing for me? How are you feeling? And I felt incredible. Like I can make decisions that I was scared to death on, still was scared to death on, but now I knew nothing's going to happen unless you take that step. So you've got to just go for it and and try. You have self-confidence, you know that you're worth something. And where I didn't before, you know, I had no self-confidence. I had extreme social anxiety before. There was no way any of this was happening prior. Um, So I just kind of took some risks, you know, that were risks to me. Yeah. It just, but by this person making me hold myself accountable, it was incredible. And accountability is huge for me to this day. Like I just, you know, which is part of why I do what I do. Um, I started RISE training with RISE standing for resilient, inspired, strong, and empowered. Um, And I came up with that based on what fitness did for me. So I started that. And then also I started Girl Up, which is the app that's geared toward women. And I just wanted to reach people that probably are going through what I went through, you know, that don't realize it or they do realize it. And they're just trying to figure out how to get through it. And for me, fitness helped me get there. So this was my way of doing it and trying to give back to a bigger group of people, you know, not just this people taking my classes, but maybe even more so. So yeah. that's how I came about doing it. I love that. And, um, I want to go back to these hard decisions that you had to make for yourself. Um, So you now are in a place where you found something that you're committed to. You're going and you've had people push you in this direction um, successfully. And that was what you needed. And you had someone come up to you and say, hey, let's just make a black and white moment right now. Like, when are you going to do this? Um, It sounds like that led to a lot of those types of thoughts for yourself. Um, And you mentioned your marriage and um, I'm curious how that decision came to be in your life where you did make a decision um, to do something for yourself and obviously for your family um, where you're now moving forward because that's not an easy decision, but I would 
I would say that choice is along the same um, lines as stepping into a gym or taking a class, like making a fearful decision. Um, because look at how your life is now. You stepped into a gym and you have a company <laughs> where you're right. training people. Right. Um, so what was that moment in your life like? Because I'm sure there are people listening that m- might be in this situation or might have already gone through it. Right. The moment I decided to say I'm getting a divorce and I'm putting it out there. Um, that's what you're asking me, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I was scared out of my mind. I was, I went to an attorney, um, you know, your first consult was like free and I was scared still. I walked into that attorney's office and I was just like, oh my gosh, am I really going to go through with this? I just need to understand things. And the day I decided, okay, we're doing it. I mean, talk about like, I was more scared than I had ever been in my life because it is new. And I had two little kids, you know, who love their dad and he's good to them. And so, I mean, it was, it was going to be disruptive. And that was the last thing I wanted for my family, you know, or anybody's life going through it. So um, it was scary, but I knew I had to do it. Like it was now no question in my mind where before, I mean, I went years where I just, I knew I wasn't happy, but I just stayed there. Um, so it was scary, but it was also, you know, in the midst of being scared, it was also very empowering and it was kind of like, wow, I can make decisions for myself and not wait on somebody else, you know, because if anybody's listening that has gone through this or they are going through it, you kind of in a divorce specifically, you're kind of thinking, okay, well, they must know, right? And they're going to make the first step, right? They must be unhappy too. So I'm going to wait until they say something. And so it was eye-opening for me to realize, well, that's not happening. It's going to change with me making a change. And so I had to find my voice and I had to find my confidence. And so that's what it did. So it was empowering, but scary at the same time. Like it was, you know, I had it all going up. Uh, I mean, what you just said, I can't wait for someone else to make decisions for me. That is huge. Like that is something that I feel like is so resonant for so many people where I feel like we're always looking for other people. I mean, and that did happen to you. You Mm -hmm. had your friends make a decision for you. You had a trainer come up to you and say, when are you going to do this? Like, but you ultimately did it. You, you were the person who followed through with it. But when you get to a point in your life, when you're not waiting for other people to make decisions for you and you're actually doing it, that is huge. Right. I would love to know how that connects to you starting your business. When did you decide to become a personal trainer and, and when did that start? Sure. So, um, so I started teaching classes in 2009. Now, at that, so I was training to teach Zumba at the time, right? I had a great instructor, loved her. And so she, she just made me want to one, set another goal. And, you know, I had this social anxiety, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach classes. And my goal within the year is to get in front of a, a group of people and start teaching class on a mic, which scared me, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I trained, I was ready to go somewhat, but scared still. So I was holding back. That same boxing instructor who ran the group fitness program came up to me one day as I'm leaving the class. She's like, I need you now. Go get your music. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, my Zumba instructor didn't show up and I heard that you're ready to go. She's like, I don't care if you're scared. Go get your music and get in front of this class. Oh, my God. So I had to get in front of this class. I was so scared, so nervous. And, um, and that's how it started. So I fell in love with teaching. I taught Zumba like 10 classes a week for, um, I don't know, a good year. Um, And then eventually I went back to work, but I still stuck with my fitness. So I still did it in the evenings. I still taught classes, weekends, whatever. It was a great outlet for me. Um, But then I got divorced. So now this happened and now me and my kids are living, you know, on our own. And I am in this, this, job that was 24 seven because I was HR. It was a small, small accounting firm. And it was 24 seven. Like I would try to get a head start and at midnight be like, you know what, let me get some emails out of the way now. And then tomorrow will be okay. I get on at midnight, the president and the CEO are answering and now I'm working again. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this wow. can't be happening because now I didn't have time with my kids and it was affecting them and it was affecting me. And so one of my biggest next big decision was, do I leave corporate and leave my salary and go into fitness full time and take a chance because fitness, you know, like, I don't know, benefits and things like that really don't exist like they do in corporate. Um, but I did it. And best decision ever. I mean, my salary cut in half, um, but I made it work because what I kept in mind was my goal. My goal was that me and my kids were happy and that we had time together. And so I feel like, you know, again, with accountability and goal setting, which are two huge things for me, especially now in my life, um, I felt like, okay, well, whatever my goal is, if I'm achieving it, then I'm accomplishing it. It doesn't mean I have to make this much money. It means I'm accomplishing this, you know, so it was huge. Mm -hmm. So I worked in fitness for, for other people for a few years, but in that process, like, I need to be my own boss, you know, so, right. so that's what happened. So I started thinking about training and, um, you know, my last fitness job, I was training, but I wanted to kind of do it on my own. And so that's, that's what I did. I got certified for my training and um, people started wanting to have me train them because when you're teaching classes, you know, and you're their example, they'll come up to you anyway. And they're like, do you train? Can I train with you? So I knew I'd be able to do it. You know, I knew it would come. Yeah. It might take time, but I knew it would come. Um, but that's how I started Rise. And I mean, my business isn't just to have my business. It, it really has meaning for me because of my history. And so it, it was great. I mean, it took time to build, you know, but I did it. And then I got to a point where I'm like, well, I want to reach even a bigger audience. So what am I going to do in, in addition to this? Um, but in that process, I got married again. And wow. it's funny because listening to you, like, say what I'm saying back to me, it took me a year of thinking about an app. And my husband now said, when are you going to do it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody else is telling me to do it. Like, just go for it. But I needed that little push, you know? And so that's how the app became because I'm like, oh, I can reach a bigger group of people who might be going through stuff and maybe they need this, you know? So, um, so that's how they both came about. And, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know. It's great. Like best decision I ever made was leaving the, the corporate world for me. You know, it was just a good decision. You no, know, I think that's that's such a great example of what um, you might need. I, I really want to quickly, I want to go back to the accountability piece, but I want um, you to talk about your app really quickly. So sure. what is your app? What it, how is it structured? What, what is um, the, the nuts and bolts of this wonderful app? Sure. So my app called Girl Up, it is, is an app that's geared toward women. Um, you know, I wanted to make it simple exercises for people just because I feel like sometimes you go into these things and if you're brand new to fitness, you don't know what you're doing. And it's so overwhelming, you know, it's just, and it doesn't need to be like, you don't need to go crazy in your workouts to get a great workout or feeling good. It can be simple, you know, the basics. Um, so simple exercises, but anybody that is at a level that's a little higher, they know how to make it a little more intense. They can take that exercise. They can add a different type of um, equipment, things like that. Um, I want to make it affordable. So, um, I mean, I made my year $59.99. It's basically $4.99 a month, you know, just because, and I, I launched this during pandemic. So I really, you know, at the time I'm like, wow, I need to make this affordable for people because there's so many people, you know, that are struggling right now financially. So I did that. Um, it's just easy to navigate. I don't know if you've ever been on any of the apps that you just have to go through page after page after page before you get to what you really want. Right. It's frustrating. And then by the time you get there, you forget it. I'm done. So, um, so I made it simple. So girl up, you go into it. There's a picture of me, which is, you know, another thing I had to um, get through because I didn't like seeing that, but it's okay. Picture of me is on the app, but you can pick what body part you want. You know, and I made it simple, arms, legs. I didn't call it the muscle groups just because some people don't know what they are, and that's okay. Um, you pick what you want to do, and then once you go into it, it gives you two formats. So one is more of a personal training where I'm doing reps with you, and the other one is a HIIT program, which is high-intensity interval training, which does sound scary to people, but it's really what it is is circuit training. So it's timed, and you can pick as many exercises as you want, and then it'll go into it. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. it's great. Thank you for sharing more about this. And I love that, um, this came out of 
this time during COVID-19 where things are really hectic um, and a lot of people who are in your um, positions, uh, you have had to pivot so, so incredibly um, quickly to do something online or to do something more. Um, So I applaud you for creating something new and innovative during this time that people can access easily. So that is really wonderful. Um, And it also ties into this piece around accountability that it seems has been a thread in your story Um, because you're saying it took you, you thought about this app a year ago and it took you a year to launch it, um, to make it happen. And your now husband said, when are you going to do this? Um, And it seems like accountability is really, really important for you. Um, And that may come from outside factors. It seems like you have a lot of ideas going on, um, but you might need that person to say, hey, uh, jump into this class (laughs) and do this. Um, And I am very similar in that way where I have so many ideas, so many things I want to do. but I might need that person to say, Hey, when are you going to do this? Or like, what's going on with this? And, and maybe there's also that feeling of like, Oh gosh, I'm so embarrassed that I haven't done this yet. Like, I'm so embarrassed that I haven't taken this step or I like, I haven't done this thing. Um, can you speak more on accountability and what it has done for you and how you, um, hold other people accountable now? Sure, absolutely. So for me, accountability and I guess goal setting are kind of one and the same when I kind of think about my own goals because I have to, I, once I set a goal, I know I will accomplish it. It's just, it might take time. Um, but in that process, I know I'm going to accomplish it because I hold myself very accountable for, for pretty much everything in my life. Um, but like you said, sometimes we don't realize that we're not moving forward, right? Until somebody holds us accountable. So I really feel like no matter how accountable we are as individuals, you still always need somebody. Like I went out and got my own personal trainer, even though I know what to do, but I got him because even though I'm really accountable on my fitness, I know he's going to push me higher. So he makes me lift more weight than I would ever do on my own, you know? So I just feel like it's very important. And I, I do you know, for myself, I I always want to be accountable, especially if I'm preaching that to people, I feel like I need to definitely be that example. So it has helped because, you know, there's a way of going about, I mean, some people would feel like they're being called out depending on how it's presented where, I mean, I was scared back in the day. So I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to intimidate someone, but I'm going to be friendly about it and be like, Hey, here's your goal. We haven't done it yet. So what can we do? How can we do it in small steps? Because to me, even accountability and taking some kind of leap has to do with small steps. You know, otherwise right. we're overwhelmed. And we're like, like think about anytime you've wanted to, like in January, start a new eating plan, right? That's, that's one of the biggest things, same with fitness. And in your head, you're thinking, all right, I can't eat anything that I've been eating for the last 11 months. I've got to do a whole new diet. Now, what does that look like? Well, that's overwhelming. Like, you don't know what that looks like, you know? So same with fitness. Like you haven't worked out and all of a sudden you're going to go for an hour and do a workout and, you know, have all these big plans. But I really believe for accountability and to reach goals, you have to take small steps. And I really talk about that a lot in my training that, look, so what? You worked out 15 minutes today because that's all you had, but that's 15 minutes more than you were doing. So you're going to feel good and you're working through it and you're working up to what your you know, ultimate goal is. That could take you six months, but that's okay because in the process you're feeling good and you're holding yourself accountable, which is part of why we feel good because we're holding ourselves accountable and we're accomplishing it. So um, I think, you know, in accountability, there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of positive self-talk you have to do and just small steps. You have to just keep reminding yourself, okay, I'm not going to finish this whole goal today, but I am going to get there and have right. you will, you know? Right. And I think that's such a fine balance. I think there is so much balance in um, holding yourself accountable and holding other people accountable because what you're saying that really resonated with me was you can feel like you're being attacked right. and that can be very easy to feel if you're having a lot of insecurities about your goal um, right. and yourself uh, in, in connecting the dots of you achieving that goal, it can feel really hard and you can feel like you're being attacked really easily. I know I've been there before when right. someone, you know, even when my husband's like, 
oh, can you fill the dishwasher? I'm like, why don't you think I'm doing enough dishes? You know, like, I think it's so easy to go there. But it's just somebody saying, hey, you know, my husband said, we're in a partnership together. Like, can, can you do this? You know, like you're in a partnership with yourself. And I feel like it's really important for some people to have someone outside of their own space and their own brain say like, Hey, you didn't do 15 minutes of this before. That's really something to applaud. And that's not something small. Um, can you talk about some big moments you've had with your clients um, you, since you've started your business? I mean, you had this great journey of being a, a person who just steps into a gym and then becoming a teacher and then starting your own business. What are some things that have come out of that with your clients? Um, you know, I was so glad you just said it the way you said it, because I, I just thought of a bunch of things. So, you know, in fitness, so the very first session, if I'm training somebody, we're testing, like how many pull-ups can you do? Can you do one or not do one? Can you do a push-up? And so, you know, a lot of times people can't, those are hard. And it's not until, you know, sometime later and they're doing like the work and let's say I have them doing now 10 push-ups. I'm like, do you realize that you couldn't do one push-up? And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, and people don't realize it, but they're, they're able to accomplish these things and they don't realize it because, you know what, they're having fun in the process. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, well, fitness and, and training is very much like therapy. I have a lot of times they leave like, thank you. Now I'll pay you for your therapeutic service. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's your outlet. So, um, you know, and I enjoy talking to people about their stuff. So, um, that's one aspect, but even more importantly, I have had people who have come to me. I have actually a lot of people, uh, a lot of females specifically that come to me and, you know, they're depressed, dealing with anxiety. They're, you know, dealing with the things I used to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I mean, once they start exercising and they start feeling really good and we start talking things out, all of a sudden you see such a difference in them, the way their whole demeanor, you know, the way they, they stand, the way they talk, the way you could just tell that they feel so much better about themselves. And so for me, that is huge when I see that and I recognize it. And of course I make sure they recognize it and they don't always recognize it, you know, until yeah. I say it like, wow look at you. And I do like before and after pictures. And if I show them a picture, you know, if they're visual, I'm very visual. If I show them, I'm like, do you remember where you were when we took that picture? Where were you? What was your state of mind? They're like, oh my gosh, I was a mess, you know? So mm -hmm. such a difference in people, like it's just their emotional well-being is just right. it's so incredible and so awesome just to see it, you know? Yeah. So. I, I love that so much. And I think that um, so much of what can happen in life is we forget to honor our bodies and we forget to honor that movement. Right. Um, you're a mother, I'm a new mom. And I know that process of just motherhood in general and pregnancy and birth, um, your body goes through the ringer right. and your body changes. Um, and for women, our bodies change every single month, every single week. Right. Um, and it is something that I feel like a lot of people take for granted and you don't realize until you're actually in a situation maybe where you can't move your body as well um, or you're holding emotion in your body and then you start moving it um, so true. that you feel those things. I mean, it sounds like that's what happened to you where you were holding so much in your body. Um, in your experience, um, is fitness so much more than just your physique? 100%. For me, absolutely. I would say um, that the, the emotional piece of it is more important than the physical you know, piece of it. Um, yes, of course, you're going to lose weight and you're going to gain muscle and you know, you're going to feel happy with what you're looking at in the mirror. But I feel like the more important piece of it is just... I don't know, helping you find your, your self-confidence and helping you find like, you know, wow, I'm, I'm worth something, you know? Um, and it's very hard for people, I feel, especially who are going through that to even step into the gym to even like start something, you know, because you're dragging, you're, you're down, you don't see good in the world, you know? So um, if, 
a person going through that or, you know, even has a little bit of that can get themselves into the gym and start working out and doing something for themselves. I think the emotional and mental piece is just so much more important than the physical piece of it. But yeah. you're going to be happy with your physical piece of it, of course. But, um, but it is huge. To me, that's, that's more important. For me, I think that also, I mean, I'm a plus size woman and going into a gym is really intimidating. Um, And I think for lots of people, it is intimidating, no matter what your size. And I, for me, I think something that is really important when I am moving my body is the fact that I'm moving my body and um, I love my curves. I love my body. And I think it's really important for people to also know that when you're moving your body, that's just good for your brain. And like you're saying, good for your emotions, even if your goal isn't to lose weight or maybe it is, or it's to just feel better in some way you are programmed to move your body. Um, And I really wanted to talk to you about how someone can start to just take that small step of getting outside of their house um, or moving their body inside of their home. You know, I know we're all in our homes in this very difficult time. um, And we've seen a lot of people transition their stuff to be online. So what are small steps that people can start to take just to honor their bodies? Sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, one, if you want to get out, and I suggest that we, everybody gets out a little bit, you go for a walk. Just go for a walk. It, to us, it seems like, oh, well, that's not big exercising, but it is. Like, it's great. It's just, it gets you out of your environment. It helps you to, like, just, you know, put everything else aside that you have going on in your house. You know, it's like going on vacation. A different scenery just kind of helps you. So if you get out and start walking... Go do that. Make, make it a goal. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go walk to the coffee shop just to get my coffee because now there's your reward, right? So, so what? Go and do that, you know, or get a friend that wants to do it with you because sometimes having that accountability partner really helps. Right. Um, if you're more the kind of person who wants to be inside and just do your own thing by yourself, there are so many things out there right now online, you know, because people had to. Um, that's why, you know, one, like an app, Um, or like through rice training, I do six group fitness classes throughout the week, every week. And so I'm doing it online. And so you could do that too. You know, you could do that. You can do something that's just one-on-one where you're watching a video and doing something. So, um, I mean, those are two ways of doing it. And, you know, if any of your listeners are thinking, well, I don't have any equipment or anything like that. So how would I possibly do it? There are so many exercises out there you can do with your own body weight. You know, push-ups, that's an example, own body weight. You're not using any equipment. But also, like, I have people in my classes, I'm like, all right, go grab, they don't have dumbbells at home or hand weights. And I'm like, okay, go grab a, a couple gallons of water. And so they're using that. Like, there are things you can yeah. do that have weight to them. So you don't have to, like, overwhelm yourself thinking, oh, well, I don't have all this stuff. I've got to buy it. And you don't. There are so many things you can just start doing, you know, with whatever's in your house. Yeah, I love that. Because in this, the, the year we've had, everybody's doing it, you know? So <laughs> I mean, everybody's trying to use whatever they have. And it works. And they're feeling good because they're moving. So it's, um, you know, there are things like that that people can do. And they don't have to go search for a gym or be afraid to go into a gym or, you know, they don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but if you're the type of person that wants, likes that environment, most likely you like it because of the people around you. So it's important to grab people that might want to work out with you because I can guarantee there are a lot of people in the same boat thinking, well, what am I going to do? And they might want to do a workout with somebody. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I think that is such a great point that you made um, around goals as well. If you have a goal to move more, if you have a goal to do a bit more, like say you want to do yoga, if that's the thing that's calling to you, like you loved boxing and Zumba and there's so many things that you can do. But I think something that you mentioned that's really great is talking to somebody about it. So let's say you have a goal of wanting to do yoga every day or wanting to um, work out, you know, two times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, 
having somebody to say, Hey, I really want to work out two times a week. Do you want to join this class with me? Or like, do you want to do this on zoom? Or, um, if somebody's listening to this, uh, Hey, maybe I need Darlene. Like maybe I need to reach out to her to say like, Hey, Darlene, I want to work out two times a week. Can you hold me accountable to this in some way? Um, I think that's so, so important. Um, and maybe somebody they know might be that person and maybe somebody they don't know might be that person. Um, what I feel like you had a mixture of both, right? You had people you didn't know and people who you did pushing you. Um, what does your life look like now? Because it seems like you've just done a complete 180. I have, like, it's, it's funny when I talk about it, like, like you and I are, because again, now I'm like, Oh yeah, right. That's right. Um, well, I got remarried two years ago. Um, He is a person that is completely different than anything I ever would have thought I would be with, but I needed that because clearly I wasn't picking the right people back then, you know, Um, even when I was dating, like after the divorce and I was dating, like I just kept going for the same type of person, but it wasn't a good match for me. Um, He's very calm. So I have a very calm (laughs) person in my life. Um, We've blended families. I have two companies now, which is great. And you know, I have more time with family and friends and that's what's huge to me. Like I didn't realize what was stressing me out back in the day when I was working on stuff. Um, but that's, my life is so calm now. I mean, it's not calm all the time without being, <laughs> of course, but you know, it's, it's calm. When I look back at all my stressors back then, it's, there was no point in time that I felt calm. And so yeah. now, you know, um, you know, I should have probably already said this, but I think mindset's huge. So if you can change your, your thinking and your perspective on some things, if you're feeling like it's causing you stress, there's always another way to look at something. And so I've kind of put that into practice in my last, I don't know, maybe eight years. Um, you know, and actually in the last year, one of my goals last year was to start trying to meditate. Mm. So just to find like, just a point in time where I can just be in my own thinking kind of calm down and kind of reflect. And it really helped. Now I've gotten away from that and it's a goal again because I need to get back to it. But just, you know what, my life is calmer. And I don't know, I kind of, I trust my gut now and I trust, you know, what what I have in mind to accomplish. And, and I trust that I'll get there. It may not be for a couple of years, but you know, I'll get there with a little bit of patience. I will get there. So, right. I'm just a completely different person. And that's really what changed. Like I'm different, you know, the environment might not be different, but I think I've changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's like just mindset and goal setting for me. Yeah. Uh, how did your community respond when you, cause you had friends that pushed you. Um, so how did the people around you respond to these changes in your life? Did you lose some people in your life? I mean, I know you lost um, some people in your life, but did you lose more people in your life? Did you gain more people? How did that change in your community? Actually, all of those. Um, I gained a lot of people through, you know, my classes and things like that. And I like the people, I mean, I just love the people that I have encountered through fitness because we have like goals. And, you know, you're very like-minded, even though you have your things going on, but there's something about um, your group of people who are working out with you that you just realize, wow, I can talk to you about this and then just kind of get some things out there that I've been struggling with. And then it's, it's almost seamless. You're like, wow, why was I so stressed out? Because once you hear another perspective, you know, you're like, oh, okay. So it's very important in that aspect. Um, So I gained a lot of people like that through that. Um, but I also, yes, I lost a lot of people. I mean, I don't know about a lot, but I lost people, but it was more about, um, I realized that some people are, are negative and it's where I used to be. And so, you know, we have things in common, but I realized I can't really surround myself with negativity. Like some, sure, of course, some you'll have and you can deal with it, but there was certain negativity I couldn't take. And so, you know, you kind of find those people that, you want to have in your life and people that they're in your life, but you know, you keep at a distance. They won't be as close as they were. And it took a long time for me to say, you know what, that's okay. It's okay to, to do that because now I want to surround myself with positive. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm being brought down or I don't want to cave and see that perspective and then bring myself down, you know? So yeah. um, 
So yes, I've lost some, I've gained some. Um, you know, it's funny you just said that because this morning I had a client, same thing. She's like, I think I need to let go of someone. I'm like, it's okay if you let go of them. So right. let's get out. And when, after she was done talking, I'm like, it sounds like you need to let go of that person. And so by the time she was leaving after our 50 minute session, she's like, I'm done. I'm done with that person. Like they'll, they'll be in my life, but I'm not going to make an effort to go out with them. And I'm not going to keep them so close to me. Like I have been. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's healthy too. Sometimes you yeah. have to go. And as hard as that is, you, sometimes you have to. Well, you let go of not just people, but you let go of not taking care of yourself. Right. You let go of um, your, you doubting yourself in certain areas. You know, there's a lot that you let go of when you make changes in your life that aren't serving you. Um, and you're allowing more space and room for the things that are serving you to occupy that, Absolutely. that space. And so I think what you do in your work is really important in that you're encouraging women who often take up too much space for other people uh, to create more space for the things that are going to be fulfilling for right. them. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that is something we don't always remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear about, you know, I know we're, I can't believe we're coming to like the close of our interview. That's crazy. I feel like yeah. time has just flown by. Um, but I would love to hear about some challenges you're having right now um, that you're still working through because I feel like it's really easy for all of us to say like, oh, I made all these changes and everything's great, but there are still challenges. There are still things going on that we're working through. So I'd love to hear from you on what that looks like. Absolutely. Um, So in the beginning of every year, I make a vision board, um, you know, so I can goal set. And like I said, I'm visual. So if it's in front of me, I'm going to constantly have to look back on it and be like, okay, I've got to work on that. Um, so I always have my goals in there and, you know, one, I'm going for my nutrition certification right now and I hate studying. I just hate it. So it's hard for me, but I am making myself sit down every day. That's one type of challenge that, that I go through. But, um, but you know, still even in nutrition, like I want to, I try to change up my nutrition every so often because I don't know, I just, I feel good once I do. And so revamping that whole thing is a challenge. You know, especially coming off the holidays, which I'm sure a lot of people are relating to, you know, so what, I'm a personal trainer, but we all like to indulge. It doesn't matter what your profession is or where, you know, what your beliefs are, but I mean, I did over the holidays. So now getting back to it, you know, and my daughter likes to bake and my stepson likes to bake. It's, it's crazy. So I come (laughs) home, there are brownies there, there are cupcakes there. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I did this in December. I can't do this. So, um, those are hard goals. Like people might think it's easy because I'm, you know, all about health, but it's not easy. You know, it's like, you have to change some things. I mean, a great example. I love coffee and I was just pouring my creamer in, you know, thinking, ah, I'm okay. Well, when I really started like getting disciplined a few weeks ago, I'm like, wow, I'm putting so much creamer in it. So now, you know, you have to back it up and you know, you get used to it and you're fine. Um, other challenges, um, I'm always working on improving relationships. You know, one of my big things, actually, this is a, probably a good one. Um, I have not found time to have a group of girlfriends where I go out, where a lot of people, a lot of my clients, a lot of my friends, they have their group of girls. Like they make it a priority to meet up at least once a month. And it's so healthy for them. Well, yeah. I haven't done that because I'm so involved in work and I'm so, you know, I just find other things. And so one of my goals is to do that. I want to just have a group of girls that, you know, I can just go out with or just talk to or, you know, whatever. Um, But I want it to be more consistent. Hasn't been. And I just think that is so healthy for us, Um, men and women. I think it's healthy for us to have our groups of people um, just just, you know, go back and forth on things. So one of my goals in that is um, joining a paddle club you know, paddle. Yeah. I'm not going to be good at it, but I'm like, I don't care. I always hear people like, Oh, my paddle group, my paddle group. Oh my gosh. You hung out. We did this. And so I'm like, Oh, I want that. So I'm going to try paddle. And in the process of what I'm hoping is that I can meet a lot of great people that I can become friends with and just kind of hang out, you know, just kind of. Yeah. One thing that I think is really great about you is that you're willing to try. 
um, and you're willing to do it and, um, whatever that looks like in your life and, and you're not shaming yourself. Um, and I think that's really important, especially around like fitness and nutrition and like shaming yourself is not going to make things better in your life. But if you're willing to try something new or willing to adjust something to see if it makes you feel better and see if that brings joy into your life, that's wonderful. And it seems like you're definitely a person that's willing to try. Um, what would you say to somebody who is really scared to try and who, as we're coming to the, to a close now, what would you say um, to a person that's really scared to try something new and to step into that gym or, um, you know, adjust maybe their diet or, or go meet new people in some way? What would you say to them? I would say, think in small steps, you know, try to break down exactly what you're thinking because guaranteed you're thinking in this overwhelmingly huge goal that you want to meet. I would say break it down into smaller steps because it makes it so much easier and you realize, wow, I got through that step. I was able to do that. Now you can build on it. And I find that with any part of life. Like I don't, it could be nutrition, it could be fitness, it can be whatever, meeting new people, but small steps. But you need to take that risk because it's a risk no matter what, because if we're scared, it's a risk to us, right? So it could be anything. Um, but have confidence in yourself that you, you can do it. Just try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. A lot of people don't try because they're afraid it's, they're failing, right? They're a failure and other people are going to view them like that. Well, no, just go ahead and try. And if you, you don't meet your goal, I hate the word failure. So if you don't meet your goal, so what? Move on, go to the next thing. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you failed. Maybe something just isn't for you. And that's okay too. You know, so small set, steps, self-confidence, just take the risk. So. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you, Darlene, for being here. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for all of your advice and for sharing your story. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Sure. So I have two websites. Um, girlup.app is one. And on Instagram, it's the same. It's girlup.app. So you can go there. I'm posting every day. Um, and then also for Rise, it's risefitnesstraining.com. And it is also, it's risetraining.fit on Instagram. So you can reach me both of those ways. And um, hopefully I hear from people. I'd yeah, love reach you. out. Yes, reach out to Darlene. Yeah, it'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Darlene, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us. I think a lot of people can resonate with your experience and um, how fitness has changed your life and how accountability and, you know, just how everything has really set the stage for you to change your life and to hold yourself in kind of like this higher standard in your life for, for you. And so I'm really appreciative of you being here and sharing your story. And I think a lot of people are feeling, you know, similar things to what you might have been feeling back then. And, um, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you.